0: D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. Darren, it is a pleasure to see you. Happy Wednesday, sir. Jordan, it is a pleasure to see you. And let me start by saying, I am
1: a duck. I just want to get ready for that. Since we're actually in preseason mode coming up this week, I've been working on that. I will say I'm also very happy, Jordan, that at some point here, we're just going to have to take this podcast down to Chula Vista. I don't know if we're going to do the show from Three Punk Ales. I don't know if we're going to find a Sport Clips location. But I'd also like to give a shout out to whomever it is. That's the social media manager for Tacos El Gordo in Chula Vista, who suggested that you and I start a podcast called Unnamed taco podcast today on social media. What a moment that was for me earlier here on this Wednesday as we're recording. What what exactly happened now? All right. So you're familiar with the outstanding taco shop, Tacos El Gordo, which started in Tijuana, which made its way across the border Chula Vista. I think there's a downtown location. I know there's a location in Las Vegas. Anybody who's been there will tell you, like, this is the primo taco shop. Always packed house, line, totally worth it. Adebata taco, just ridiculously good. And for whatever reason, they were on a real run today where they started following a bunch of people on Twitter. Hmm. And I was one of those, as was Cesar Hernandez, as was our former colleague, Alex Padilla, as was one of the founding members of the locals jerry jimenez
0: were you one of them jordan darren i was i was very fortunate to make the list
1: i I was told that san diego mayor todd gloria was one of them today (laughs) so we had we had quite an extensive follow
0: campaign for tacos el gordo and what does this mean do we have the official tacos of the unnamed soccer podcast is that what you're about to tell me i think we're in business
1: and you know as many of us responded by saying this felt like a significant moment in our lives then uh, we all started flirting with one another on social media hmm. and tacos el gordo said hmm what do we think about a podcast called the unnamed tacos podcast and I, that was it was such an amazing moment, because clearly somebody who runs the social media account, or somebody, or many with Taco El Gordo, they're aware right of the unnamed soccer podcast.
0: Right. I mean, who, do we know who runs that account? Do I we don't know if it's an employee. Maybe it's someone we know. Maybe it is a friend of ours. I don't know. I don't know. Are we, um, are we just going to assume that the named Taco podcast is just available? that that name is just free, just out there, that someone hasn't already started the Unnamed Taco podcast. I find that very hard to believe, Darren. I
1: I like it as sort of a spinoff of the Unnamed Soccer podcast. We would then get the Unnamed Taco podcast. And all I know is it it feels like you and I are destined for Chula Vista because whether we do the show from Three Punk Ales and we bring in Tacos El Gordo, or whether we go to Tacos El Gordo and we bring in Three Punk Ales, or whether we just go hang out in a park in Chula Vista, the combination of three punk and tacos, El Gordo, while we're talking some footy here on the podcast, I, I don't know how we can go wrong. Like that. That's my definition
0: of heaven. That sounds like what I want my death to sound like. <laughs> um, we have the official beer of the unnamed soccer podcast, Golsh from three punk ales. If you do partner that or pair that, excuse me with a, uh, with the taco right there in Chula Vista. I think that's a pretty good combo. I like it. I like where your head is at. I think it fits us well. Yeah, I like it too. And, and listen, this guerrilla marketing, whether it was intentional or unintentional,
1: totally worked because since that happened this morning and we're recording a little bit past five o'clock on a Wednesday... I haven't stopped thinking about Tacos al Gordo. <laughs> so like, I'm like, why am I not having that for dinner? Why, why are we talking about whatever the fuck we're going to be cooking here tonight? Like we should be going down to Tula Vista and
0: having some tacos. So uh, that totally well, worked. You, when I was driving around today, I did uh, turn on 1360 and there was a very, very good sports talk show host on. It was somewhere between like noon and three. I forget what time I was driving around, but somewhere in that frame. Uh, and that person was talking about Tacos al Gordo in Tula Vista at that time. So it's, I'm just hearing it. it's for, it's coming from everywhere. Maybe it's from the same person all day, but like, I'm hearing it from everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit of a faux pas, um, a little self-serving. I was wondering
0: about that actually.
1: Yeah. Well, only because the next segment was brought to us by a different Mexican restaurant. So yeah, <laughs> eh, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I can't be what can you do? up. I can't be handcuffed by this radio shit for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I got to be free as a bird. I got to fly. And, you know, Tacos El Gordo, what can I say, man? You guys got my heart. You guys captured my heart. This other Mexican restaurant place, it never, it never tweeted at me. So, fuck <laughs> that. I'm, all bets are off. Anyway, we love you forever and ever. And if you ever we want know to go the way to Darren's heart. Yeah. If we want to do the Unnamed Soccer podcast or the Unnamed Taco podcast, we're available.
0: We are absolutely available. The way to Darren's heart, tacos, tacos.
1: Dude, it was the highlight of my day. You kidding me? I watched Messi and Barca get eliminated by PSG on a separate note while I was Mm. watching some La Liga today. I saw Atletico Madrid play its game in hand and ended up winning against Athletic Club. So that didn't go well. So this was outside of this podcast. That was the highlight of my day for sure.
0: All right. Well, uh, you kind of highlighted it there a little bit. There is a lot to talk about on the podcast today, Darren. We're going to talk about more than just tacos. I promise you that. Uh, there are things to discuss in Europe. Christian Pulisic. Oh, my gosh. Is he ever going to play again? Ever? Do you think he'll ever play another match? I don't know. We'll talk about it today on the podcast. Maybe it won't be for Chelsea. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, Champions League. We have four teams through. We still have four more teams to find out who will be through. That's going to happen next week, but we do have an update with Champions League. We have a Bundesliga report to get to. Tim Stoops will check in. We will get our update from the Bundesliga from Missoula, Montana. Um, And then there is just tons, tons and tons and tons of San Diego loyal news. SD loyal uh, preseason matches signings since you and i we chatted about it on the radio together actually we haven't talked about it on the podcast quite yet so some signings um our really good friend nate abarea is doing something very cool with sd loyal and we saw the very first glimpse of it last week we have that to promote and some um, really good landon donovan sound that was posted from san diego loyal about the expectations for sd loyal what they want to accomplish here in year two, now that they kind of have their feet underneath them a little bit more, um, what the goals are. So, Darren, where do you want to start? I can go another couple
1: of minutes here on Europe if you want, Jordan. I've, I've said mostly my piece at this point now as a Barca fan. I will say I thought it was a little bit, you know, there was something about watching Messi potentially in his final match for Barca in Champions League. I suppose the bigger picture for many who aren't emotionally tied to it like I am would be, wow, is this the changing of the guard, the proverbial changing of the guard with both Messi and CR7 underpants, Your boy, who neither one of them got out of the round of 16, and Kylian Mbappe, Erlen Holland, they are through. Is this a true changing of the guard in that respect? Uh, I thought that was, I thought that's uh, an interesting subplot, if you will, but Um, you know, Barca's got a new president and I thought showed a lot of guts. They didn't get destroyed away in the second leg, which is a change from the last three years. So I I thought they played, I thought they totally outplayed PSG. I don't think the result was real fair to Barca. But that said, they just too deep of a hole for them. And now I think Jordan legitimately with 12 matches to go, focus on getting back into the league race. They're six behind Atletico. They play Atletico. They're in the final of the Copa del Rey. So a domestic double is still very much possible for Barca. I I just, I really want Messi with one trophy. And people can say whatever they want to say about a domestic cup. It matters in Spain. And, you know, if that's something that he's able to walk away from, you know, at the end then I think that that'd be good. I I just want to see him go out one more time as a winner. Obviously, it's not going to be in Champions League, but uh, we've got Liverpool through, PSG through, Dortmund through, and Porto in like the match of the tournament so far, that ridiculous one against Juventus.
0: So uh, four through, four still to go, as you said. The big topic this week, obviously, Darren, CR7, Lionel Messi exiting Champions League. I don't think this is the last we see of them. I'm not ready to have that conversation quite yet. I feel like we are very inclined to to talk about the changing of the guard. When is it time for Killian Mbappe? When is it time for the others to really take over and take the stage away from CR7 and Lionel Messi? I don't think that time has come. And maybe that's just because I watched Tom Brady win the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like There is the opportunity still for both of these players. It may not be on the club that they're currently playing for. But they both very much have opportunities to win Champions League in their futures. Lionel Messi doesn't seem like it's going to be with Barcelona. It seems like he is on his way out um, and clearly on his way out of Champions League this year with Barcelona. But if he does end up in Manchester City, who's to say that Lionel Messi isn't lifting a Champions League trophy with Manchester City? Let's say he ends up in Paris. Please, Lionel, go to Paris, not Manchester City. Let's say he goes there. Uh, you could very much see Lionel Messi lifting a a champions league trophy in Paris. So I don't think this is the end of it. It's the end of Messi potentially winning champions league with Barcelona. Yes. Um, But I think maybe because we just saw what we saw in the NFL, I'm not ready to kind of hand the stage over to the next, the the Patrick Mahomes, the Killian Mbappes. Um, Clearly they're amazing and we all love watching them. And Mbappe's probably the player I love watching more than anyone in the entire world. But I'm not ready to shut the door on CR seven and Lionel Messi. And I know that's going to be a huge conversation just because they both exit the biggest tournament in the world in the same week. And it's a little bit earlier than either one of them. We're really hoping to exit the Champions League. So I'm not ready to say goodbye, Darren, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. And and I wouldn't say it's 100 percent that Messi's going to leave Barca. But I mean, hmm. the fact that he voted in the presidential election to me was, you know, it was significant, you know, it it at least proves that there's still some sort of emotional attachment to the only club that he's known since he's 12 years old. Does that mean he's automatically going to stay? Absolutely not. Um, The president who was elected is a former president. So, you know, there's a lot of ties there that people have probably read up on if they were interested in this sort of stuff. Doesn't mean he's going to stay. Doesn't mean he's going to go. I truly believe it when he says he's going to make a decision at the end of the year. But uh, for me, as I said, priority now shifts into potentially getting back into the league, potentially winning the domestic cup, the Copa del Rey, and just uh, appreciating the 12 regular season matches that remain. That's all we're guaranteed now: uh, 12 regular season matches, 12 La Liga matches, and a Copa del Rey final for Messi in a Barca shirt. However, it mm. shakes out, uh, you know, I, every 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 Barca fan will be rooting for him, but great drama. I really, I mean,
0: it was, it was, uh, some, some good drama this week, certainly in, in champions league. Uh, yeah, so far so good. And we get a whole nother week of it next week. Obviously my interest is going to be peaked next week with Chelsea and Atletico Madrid. Um, we'll, we'll find out what happens. I can't believe I'm wondering this question, but based on what you just said that not exactly closing the book on Lionel Messi's future with Barcelona, I, Who's more likely to stay with their club? Lionel Messi staying with Barca or Christian Pulisic staying with Chelsea in 2022? Like, I, I can't believe that question is even being brought up on this podcast because it seemed like it would have just been cemented a couple weeks ago. Pulisic staying um, and Lionel Messi on his way out. And I still think Messi is on his way out, but you didn't close the door entirely there. So Christian Pulisic's future, there's definitely question marks. I mean, it's weird because you sent
1: me a quote from Thomas Tuchel during the week where Tuchel said something to the effect of, oh, well, you know, the thing about Pulisic is I know him. So I know how valuable he is off the bench for 20 and 30 minutes. And then I'm watching midweek and he comes in in the 89th minute. (laughs) I'm like, how much time is remaining in this match? Even those statements don't quite add up. Now, if we want to question the decision from the manager as to why he's using Polisic as the sub off the bench. I I think that the run that Chelsea's on, what is it? Nine unbeaten somewhere in that range, something like that. Right. So, you know, I, I don't, you don't mess with the winning streak is as the saying goes, or an unbeaten streak as the saying goes, but when you say, well, I think he's really valuable 20, 30 minutes in, and then he comes in in the 89th, 90th minute. I don't know. Like that to me, You know, that's that's where, you know, it even adds layers of questions on top of questions that already existed.
0: You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. And I think those questions are going to continue to be asked because he's not exactly answering the questions, any questions about Christian Pulisic. He's getting asked about Pulisic and he seems to deflect a lot of it. He's not very clear. I mean, he gives you an answer. He's like, oh, maybe my time, my experience with him at Dortmund is playing a factor and maybe that's hurting him. Like, well, what does that mean? Like what? Do you, ha- did, you were just used to Christian Pulisic as a bench player when he was at Dortmund, when he was 17, 18 years old. And so that's just kind of how you picture him now. I don't know. I, I feel like he's, he's trying to answer a lot of the questions about Pulisic with, but he's not, he's not very clear in his answers. He's not saying, well, here's yeah. why, and here's what the plan is and here's what it's going to be. Um, he just leaves a lot of uncertainty. And I think that's frustrating for a lot of uh, us fans all right. Right. Chelsea fans aren't currently frustrated right now. Chelsea that's fans, it. that's exactly. the dynamic. Chelsea fans are very happy right now. Um, like you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, it's the timing. That's really bad. It's a really bad time for Christian Pulisic to be out of this lineup because things are going so well. So the better they go and things continue to roll this way, it's going to become more and more difficult for Christian Pulisic to get back into this lineup and play the minutes that he needs before the end of the season to really warrant that spot again next year. We have 10 matches left in the Premier League, 10, and you have Champions League, but you're, you're kind of running out of time rather quickly for a team that's starting to take off without you. Um, not that they're going to leave him entirely on the runway, but it, it kind of seems like he's still waiting to jump on that plane. That's that is taking off. So I was going to yeah. ask you about that.
1: I mean, I'm I'm guessing that probably is even a bigger subject Christian politics playing time on this podcast than it is on any Chelsea podcast, because when you're winning the way Chelsea's winning and you're grasping and holding on to that number four spot in the Premier League and you've got Atletico Madrid coming up Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, you don't have time to worry about the feelings for the U.S. midfielder. Like, you know, you sort of got to move on. Like, whoever's helping us win is whoever's helping us win. And if that means you got to bring Pulisic in off the bench in the 89th, 90th minute of a match, then so be it. And sorry if, like, we're hurting the feelings of the U.S. soccer fan, but that's not what this is about. Like, they don't owe us anything, those of us who are fans of the national team. So I, I, I tend to think, Jordan, this, this almost, you know, ends up becoming something we talk about after, you know, after Chelsea finishes wherever it is that they finish. And, and I understand that. I understand that. Thomas Tuchel doesn't know you, me, Greg Berholtz or anything at all. He yeah. owes it to Chelsea Football Club. He owes it to the players and he owes it to the supporters and to the owner. He doesn't know us anything,
0: Yeah. And I wonder if it's going to take a combination of things. If Christian Pulisic's time at Chelsea is going to come to an end at the end of the season, and let's say they do move on. There was a there's a pretty popular reporter out of Italy this week that jumped on a podcast. And he was saying, like, if things continue this way, Christian Pulisic very much is going to be a target this summer for other teams to go get. And I think he's already been a target. Bayern Munich has already tried to talk to Chelsea. Um, I think other clubs are definitely interested. Maybe there is a buy low option. Maybe there is a way for you to say, this guy's not playing like we'll play him. Like maybe you can get some value there. I hope not. I hope they don't sell this stock too low. Uh, But if if there is a situation where Chelsea do move on from Christian Pulisic this summer, I think it's going to be a combination of things. I think it's going to be Chelsea continuing to play well, without Pulisic being one of the main starters there. Tuchel is not exactly playing the same guys over and over and over and over again, too. So some of the biggest stars on the team haven't exactly been promised minutes either. N'Golo Conte, who is a world-class player, is no longer guaranteed to be the starter out there. We've seen uh, Timo Werner, who has a huge price tag associated with him. He has not been starting every single game. He's made changes on the back line, um, to some pretty high price tag guys as well. So he's will- he is one of those managers that's willing to change players, rotate them in and out based on the matchup. He really does like playing to the matchup. And it could come down to like, hey, we need height in this one. So I'm going to go with our tallest players. And that's something he will do. He will just roll with something like that. So does that always work in Christian Pulisic's favor? It does not. Uh, and he's missed a lot of time lately. And of course, our goal as US supporters, we want him playing. We want him in the best situation possible. Um, if that's with Chelsea or if that's with a different club, uh, we all want him to be in the best spot possible. We all, we want him playing. Um, I think he has a great opportunity at Chelsea. I hope he takes advantage. I hope he gets to work his way back into the starting lineup. Um, but there are major, major questions and he's just running out of time. That's the huge thing here. You only have 10 matches to go in the league. Uh, who knows how many matches you have left in champions league. So you're just kind of running out of time for ballistic to make some noise.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's all well said. You know, it'd be nice as a U.S. fan to say, hey, I know Josh Sargent scored. I know Sergio Des played pretty well. I see what Weston McKinney's doing for Juve, you know, and and we're just not having that conversation. And, you know, we we also know it's a pretty important year. It's an important summer. So, you know, for the U.S. to, you know, they're going to qualify, right? But, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to include him in the conversation rather than sitting around scratching our heads and wondering what's wrong.
0: Yeah, if you really want to smile on your face, Chelsea may not release their players for the next international break. All right, moving on, Darren, we have a Bundesliga report to get to Tim Stoops checking in from Missoula, Montana. Let's, uh, let's go to Missoula, Montana. Let's get the latest from the Bundesliga. Here he is, Tim Stoops.
2: Darren Jordan feeling dunk. Here is your Bundesliga report. Meine Geburtstag edition. Question eins, is Bayern still in first? Yes, Bayern is still in first. They were up to their usual tricks of falling behind early by a few goals, saying, oh, you have goals, we have a Lewandowski, and then beating Dortmund 4-2. Questions? Vi. What did American dream Gio Reyna do? Well, Reyna was hurt and didn't even make the trip down to Bavaria. Question Dry. What did other Americans do in the Bundesliga? Stand by, we've got a... That's right, Josh Sargent scored for Werder Bremen in their tie against Cologne. It was his fourth of the season and second in two weeks. And then also, we had some American on American action as Chris Richards-Hoffenheim defeated John Brooks-Wolfberg 2-1. Two Sorry, 2017 Jordan. And lastly, in our Canon tracker, Lewandowski built his lead. This is his to lose, and he's not going to lose it. He got his tap-in goal, his PK goal and then added one more for from distance when Dortmund fell into shell shock after allowing the goal-ahead goal seconds earlier. That's all for this week. Off
0: Wiedersehen! There he is, Darren. Tim Stoops, the Bundesliga correspondent with the Bundesliga report. I want to go back to Christian Pulisic real quick. If not Chelsea, where? Where do you want Christian Pulisic to play if he's not at the bridge? Well, you said Bayern. No, nice. I said Byron was already interested. The, the recruiting process has already begun.
1: I mean, that'd be nice having him play with Alfonso Davies. You'd have the two best players in CONCACAF.
0: <laughs> the CONCACAF All-Star team.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. For all you uh, L3 fans, that's right. I said it. An American and a Canadian. That's right. Those two best players. That's right. You can you can send me a tweet at Jordan Carruth later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, I think anywhere he just where he gets regular minutes where he can play, right. um, you know, I, I I mean, you know, I, there's there, there's about 20 clubs that I could rattle off here off the top of my head. How about San Diego yeah. Loyal? I mean, That's what I was saying. San Diego, Diego
0: Loyal. Loyal, I think is a great landing spot for Christian Pulisic.
1: I think you get great minutes. I think he should really be following in the footsteps of Alejandro Guido and he should now the number 10 shirt is taken. Right. But I think follow it in the footsteps of uh, Alejandro, somebody who you and I know well, Jordan. I think that, that that wouldn't be the worst advice he ever received. So let's make that happen.
0: Yeah, I I am all for it. Like you said, number 10 is taken. So Polistic would have to like take a different number. I don't have the numbers memorized quite yet on the current roster, but I'm sure we can find a number for Christian Polistic. I was very excited when I saw that news of Alejandro Guido get announced. The announcement, everything about it was really well done, which you kind of come to expect with this club. Like everything was really well done, well organized, 10-10 announcement time for your number 10. Could you think of a better number 10, first ever number 10 here in San Diego? Someone who grew up in the area, someone who grew up playing, scoring goals in the South Bay, has played for Club Tijuana, has played in Mexico, has experience with the U.S. men's national team, has overcome some really serious injuries to put himself back onto the field in position to be playing. And it's just, he's a beautiful story. He's like one of the nicest dudes ever. What I really appreciate about Alejandro Guido is he seems to really choose his words. He's very wise, but he seems to be very selective with his words. And I always appreciate people like that. And he definitely falls into that category. Uh, we have gotten to know him for quite some time. We go way back with Alejandro Guido. When when you see that announcement come come out, it's easy to think back to just random events we've done, seeing him at Taco Places in Tijuana after Cholos matches, watching him play for Cholos before seeing him at those Taco Places following matches. We, we've seen him with LAFC. We've interviewed him when he was with LAFC before even SD Loyal was even an idea. And then, of course, we got to see him last year at the end of the season, Uh, both on the podcast, but also down on the field for match day live is the perfect number 10 for us. And I couldn't be happier with the announcement.
1: Yeah. I love what you said too, about how thoughtful he is, how he thinks about his words, because right. That's sort of the way he plays too, you know, where he just, he knows how to find area of space. He knows when to dribble, he knows when to pass, he knows when to shoot, he knows when the, get into a team. Like He knows when to press, you know, that's sort of the way we've grown to know Alejandro as a player as well. It's funny. You, know, you were talking also about how long we've known him. You posted a picture on Twitter of an event where you and I did a and a with Alejandro Guido. And I, I zoomed in on the picture. None of us were even married. Like, and now all three of us are like, it's we've all, we've grown a lot. Some of us more than others, but uh, just couldn't be happier for him. And, and I'm with you, you know, on, on everything you said about how the club announced it at 10, 10 in the morning with purpose, giving him the number 10, being the first number 10 in SD Loyal history, right? Just when we think, yeah, you know, we've seen so many firsts, how many more firsts are there? Well, you know, here's another first, having your very first number 10, knowing the significance of that number, him understanding what the responsibilities of that number are. Him representing South Bay, him being a san Diego, I just it 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 just there's no box it doesn't check, you know, especially given what it was that we saw that we saw how well it worked. you know we could talk about all the sort of stuff about him being local and us knowing him and history right and and some of it sounds a little bit self serving which is fine, but he's also like he knows what this club is. He was a perfect fit, and it's just it, it's such a game-changing signing for San Diego Loyal that on top of Corey Herzog, Jack Blake, uh, I mean, on top of Jackson, like you know, you just you, you found the drummer of the band, you know, like the guy who keeps the rhythm who everybody else plays their instruments around. Like that's Alejandro Guido. He just, he he couldn't be a better player. I was so, so excited when I heard that news, when I saw that announcement on Friday.
0: He's going to give you a chance to win every single match you play this season. As simple as you can put it. He's going to, put you in position to win every single one. Very thoughtful. I think that's very well said by you, Darren. He's also thoughtful on the field. He's a perfect fit off the field. He's a perfect fit on the field. It's something that SD loyal clearly go after. And he's, he made an immediate impact for this club. It wasn't something where he came in in September in 2020 and it took some time and he had to get to know the people and his teammates and the system a little bit and adjust to a new league coming from LAFC it wasn't any of that. He he stepped in and he started scoring goals and creating assists. That's what he did. Like it, it was immediate. He was part of the major turnaround for SD Loyal, and he was part of that core. And that core was rather large, if you think about it. Uh, but he's definitely part of it of guys that you wanted to come back. And the fact that he does come back on a permanent basis too, because last year we get him on a loan from LAFC, and now you get to sign him. Uh, permanently that's it's huge it's it's such a big signing he is going to be a big factor on the field and off the field Um, I love that he joked about Landon Donovan he thought that the number 10 was getting saved for LD potentially returning to the field but instead it goes to Alejandro Guido I thought that was really well said by him excited to have a few more uh, celebratory beers with him following a SD loyal win yeah I'm with you
1: on that and and just for those and and I had to ask this question because I didn't know either (laughs) Somebody had asked me, well, what happens if an MLS club comes to a- call in? What happens if a Liga league- an- 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 MX club comes to a- call in? There's no, he is signed for the year. So 32 matches scheduled plus the postseason. Otherwise, boy, oh boy, Landon is going to be a nightmare to deal with based on that video that the club released this week. But there is no, hey, he gets an opportunity to go and play someplace else. He is signed and that is his deal. It's a full season contract with SD Loyal.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really important detail. When I saw the news come out, I was very excited, but a part of me, there was a layer of me that thought, what is the deal? I want to know, is he on loan again? Is this a signing? Cause he's just that important of a player. It's something you really want to know. And the fact that it goes in SD loyalists favorites, it's huge. It's huge. I you referenced Landon Donovan's sound. He has addressed the team. LD is with the team. They're training in Chula Vista. They are, they're breaking it down already. Like it, it feels like, just like that, you kind of flip a switch and it's season mode. It's it's kind of game on. Uh, we're quickly approaching the first preseason matches. The first one going to be this weekend. Uh, several on the schedule before we actually get the regular season in USL underway. We do not have a regular season schedule yet. And we know the clubs in our division. We don't know when we are playing them. We don't know the schedule. We're going to get a few outside the division as well, right? Aren't there a handful of games that we'll get outside of, uh, of the Pacific. So I think that's good news. That's the next major thing we find out with SD loyal and USL, but he's there. LD is there. He's addressing his team. He and Nate Miller, they're, they're, they're finally getting a glimpse of what it looks like with Corey Hertzog and a lot of these new guys coming in uh, a lot of players coming back. And it sounds like there's a very high expectation in 2021.
1: Yeah. By the way, has anybody uh, now would be the time. Uh, although I think we have an explicit rating on this podcast, Is that what we have, explicit, because I cuss so much here? Somebody actually made mention of that, said, how is it in the world do you not cuss on the air as much as you cuss on that podcast? But if you never heard Landon Donovan say the F word, well, we've got the 60-second clip for you. Now, we've heard this a few times because we were allowed at Torero Stadium when fans were not. So maybe some of this has come through on the television, but the club released on its official Twitter account video of Landon addressing the squad here as training camp opened up earlier this week. So they're through three training sessions, their first friendly, their first preseason match coming up against Cal United, the Strikers at 10 o'clock in the morning. There's no broadcast for that. It's gonna be in Chula Vista, no fan access, no media access. But Landon addressing the squad, Jordan, on Monday, if you've ever wanted to hear Landon Donovan say the F word, well, here you go.
3: One thing I wanna make really clear, um, last year was about getting off the ground and getting our feet under us as a club. This year, I think you guys have seen how we've um, positioned ourselves in the off season. We're about winning. Period. End of story. I always, in my career, didn't focus on winning. I focus on the process. The winning takes care of itself. But I don't want to make any mistake like we're here to win. We're not here to make the playoffs. We're not here to have a nice season. We're here to fucking win, okay? So if that's not okay with you and you're not on board for that, now's the time to leave because every day we show up to work, we're here so that we're holding a trophy at the end of the season, okay? I just wanna set that tone now so everyone understands that. Everything we do every day is so that we're holding a trophy at the end, period. Cool? All right, anything to add? All right, Landon Donovan.
0: Trophies potentially coming to San Diego. I, this club stands for so much. I, people talk about many different things when it comes to SD Loyal. Uh, I don't think it should ever be confused what one of the biggest goals with this club is, and that is winning on the field. And they do want to They want to take home a trophy. And I think they're in position to do so this year, which is crazy to say so. Like, we're only in year two. Uh, they're in great position to actually make the playoffs, make a deep run, and win it. Like that's how good they are. And that's not just us talking about it. Jeff Ruder joined the podcast last week saying, yeah, this team is good enough to win the Pacific. This is a playoff team. Uh, they're going to be battling up there. And I think Darren even started a fire LD hashtag or something like that. If they don't make the playoffs. So you better make the playoffs. LD out. I believe LD, that's what is that what it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I just love LD's tone. Cause he's like, Hey, listen, man, last year was about all that, like getting started stuff. And like this year is, we're about fucking winning. And, you know, if, if that's not what you're about, then it's probably the right time for you to just leave. You know, we're not here to, like, brand ourselves. like, And, and all of that is still true. But Landon's sort of, like, just cut right to the nut and was like, this is what we're about this year. And, you know, we just need to be on the same page. Now, is that all they're about? Absolutely not. I mean, what, a, what great news it is, Jordan, that we're sitting here now the second week of March and we're hearing from Warren Smith and we're hearing from others here in the sports community that fans are expected to be at Torero stadium starting in early May. So fans would be at Peco park for Padre games starting on April 1st. It is expected barring something that would really be terrible, but we had Warren Smith on the radio and, and he talked about it, you know, that you have to be a season ticket member because the allotment is pretty much going to go, to those who are full-season members and half-season members. Doesn't mean tickets won't be available at some point, and I'm sure you got a lot of smart people who are trying to figure out how the distance works, six feet here, six feet there, who can sit with whom, et cetera, all that sort of stuff, right, based on California guidelines. But, I mean, for you and I especially, like you and I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being honest and sincere when I say this. When Jordan and I would do Match Day Live, like every single time we would do the pre-show or the post-show, we would say, it's not the same without you people here. It's just not the same without the locals, without uh, Los Chavos. It's not the same. And, you know, though it's not going to be 6,000 plus every single match, what a what great news, tremendous news heading into season number two, Jordan, that we're expecting to have supporters in the seats when the season begins here in San Diego in early May sometime.
0: Yeah, and whatever the number is, and trust me, the club is not trusting us to do that math. Um, whatever the number is, that amount of people can make some noise like that. That will make a difference for like you said, Darren, we were there without anyone in that stadium last year. It sounded mostly like a practice. It sounded like a scrimmage every single time. Now, was it competitive? Yes, absolutely. Was it exactly what you expected it to be? Yeah. But it was, it was a little different. It was a little off. I think even if you get a couple thousand people in there, whatever the number is, um, they can make a huge difference and you don't need, obviously, if you're in an 80,000 seat stadium and you're bringing that kind of noise, it, it plays a factor, but you don't need it. You don't need it. Like Chelsea football club only play in what, like four around, right around 40,000. Um, you can still play an impact, make an impact. You can still play a major factor, um, whatever that number is. And, and I'm sure it's just going to be a handful of thousand people, but it's going to be way better than it was in 2020. I can promise you that. Yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to the quality of the crowd, not the quantity,
1: right? Like, this is going to have to be. And if you're one of those who's fortunate enough that you're a season ticket member and you're a half-season ticket member, and I don't know where they are with how many seats or they do or don't, but a lot will be expected of you because there's a lot of people that do want to be there. So you're going to have to do the work of, like, three or four times the amount of people So, you know, we went off to a great start, Jordan, and I'll tell you, it blows me away now that we're recording on March 10th, and it's been over a year, unless I'm missing something that you attended, it's been over a year since we've been at a sporting event with fans in the stands. I I cannot put into words how excited I am, even if it's 20%, 25%, whatever the number is by the time May rolls around, I, I simply cannot put into words how welcome a sight and sound that's going to be at Torero Stadium. Yeah,
0: it really is going to change everything. It's going to change the feel for the players, the coaches, for the staff, for the pre and post hosts. <laughs> like it's going to be, it's going to change everything. It's going to feel like a real event again. It's going to feel like the event that we had March seventh, twenty twenty, against Las Vegas. Uh, will it be exactly the same? No, because it won't be a sold out crowd. But we'll get there. We'll get there soon. I'm excited like it, it kind of feels i referenced it it feels like a, a switch has just been flipped like all of a sudden out of nowhere you're seeing training videos you're seeing landon donovan address the team um pre matches starting this week like it's it's here the season is here the regular season's going to be here before we know it and it's going to be a bigger grind than it was in 2020 and it's going to be a schedule that's twice as long and what better way to have that than with fans and potentially fan like growing fans as the season goes on. I don't know what the number is going to look like at the end of the season, but I would imagine it's potentially different than let's say April or May. So yeah. we'll see. It, gives, it it really does. I mean, just even having
1: this conversation gives me goosebumps. You know, it, it does thinking about the return of fans in the seats <clears throat> for sports across the board, because, you know, have games been competitive and interesting and compelling yeah sure it's not even close yeah you know, it, it's just not even close without supporters without fans and and you know I mean that's the I mean football is fans as the saying is and and it's accurate and it's true and it's such a huge part of what this club foundationally was built upon and let me also before I forget before we forget speaking about March 7th let me give A huge shout to our mate Nate for what it was that he wrote for the SD Loyal website. Just talking about the emotions of that night. And you and I spent a bunch of time with Nate. He was our post-match guest after Charlie Adams. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We went out and had a drink or two with Nate. We were obviously pretty tight with our mate Nate. But what an
0: emotional piece from Nate Avarea on the site of SD Loyal. Uh, really well done. And I hope to get more and more of those. That was my big takeaway. Like I got a little bit of it and I want more, like, I hope that is something that we get throughout the season. Really well done. We kind of referenced how you come to expect really great things from San Diego loyal. You expect great things when it comes to Nate Abreu as well. So as soon as you realize that he has penned a piece for SD loyal's website, recapping that very first match, The expectations were kind of high, at least for me. As soon as I clicked that link on Twitter, I got excited. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down. I want to read this whole thing. I don't want any distractions. This is going to be very, very good. And it was. Um, And I hope we get more. That was my big takeaway. I just want more of that.
1: And that's Nate, right? Nate doesn't do anything
0: that he doesn't pour
1: his heart and soul into. Nate doesn't do anything that's not a 100% passion project, including that you know, a lot of people writing is very easy. you write, Okay. What do you need? A hundred words. I've been around writers, my whole life sports media writers almost became one and you know, game stories become somewhat more but you know, with something like that, you can just, I, I knew as soon as I read it, I just said, Oh man, like Nate again, like poured his heart and soul into something and anybody who was there and anybody who felt similarly, like, you know, that really resonated with you. And so I'm, I'm with you. Like, more of that, please. More of that. Like Nate's yeah. a, it's a pretty unique cat, dude. And, and as you and I know, and as listeners of ours know, and I uh, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't have enjoyed that piece anymore. I thought it just really summed up everything, you know, the, the pain of the last year for everybody. And then thinking about what that night represented and what it meant only to have it cruelly taken away from us so soon, but it's back. And like, we're there, like we're going to be there here in just a couple of weeks.
0: I tell Nate this privately, he doesn't need me to say this on the podcast, but I'll say it on the podcast. Like we're very lucky to have him in our family, not just the podcast family, but like the SD loyal family. We are very lucky to have him. And like I said, that's something I tell him privately. He doesn't need me to say it on the stupid unnamed soccer podcast, but I will say it on the unnamed soccer podcast. I will climb a mountaintop and I will scream it. Darren, damn it. What about the unnamed taco podcast? I'll say it on that podcast. What invite me on another podcast. I'll say it on that podcast too. Yeah, I was very excited. I I just want more. Give me more of that. And give me more of SD Loyal season starting. Like, give me these preseason matches. Get me to the regular season. Get me inside Torero Stadium. Get me back to that. That's what I want. Same here. I'm with you.
1: I got nothing left to add on on top of that one.
0: All right, D. Smith. We got to give our shout out to Three Punk Ales, the official beer sponsor of the Unnamed Soccer podcast. And Tacos El Gordo,
1: call us, call us Tacos El Gordo. Let's see where the flirting goes. You you know how to get in touch with us now. DMs are open for you guys.
0: Yeah. And shout out to Sport Clips. I went to Sport Clips this week. I am very glad that they are open. I needed that very, very much. Um, So shout out to Sport Clips. Darren, I will see you soon. It was good to see you here on a Wednesday evening preseason match on Saturday, 10 a.m. It's an early one for SD loyal, uh, but it should be fun. We'll get our first glimpse of a few players. I don't know who's going to play, but we'll, we'll get a glimpse of a few, hopefully Corey Hertzog and a few of the other guys, you know, score goals, maybe loyal win like 19, nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm
1: with it. I can deal with that. It'd be like a, a second leg for Barca away in champions league. <laughs>